What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you, and I see that this past week, Russia and Ukraine have refrained from nuclear attacks, and we are still here. So, hey, that's good, right? I, I, I think, at least. So, it's good to be with you and have some fun things to discuss with you today. First things first, are we really going to do this again? Are we really going to go back to all the COVID madness? Because it seems like there are a lot of people who are just so pathological that as we enter the cold and flu season of the fall, they just can't help themselves from being scared to death of catching a cold, catching the flu, and obviously of contracting COVID-19. So much so that our esteemed governor here in Illinois uh, Job of the Pritzker issues an executive order this week recommending the use of masks. Oh, sweet Marie. <laughs> In spite of all the facts and data that we have from two and a half years of this nonsense showing that masks' wide scale usage does very little to nothing to slow any spread to prevent contraction, to prevent spread, or anything. But undaunted from the camp of the we must do something, we seem to be going back to that old, worn-out uh, edict to wear masks again, apparently. Except, unlike last time, when it was suggested that those who are unvaccinated wear masks, now, apparently... He recommends that everybody wear masks, regardless of vaccination status. You know, I remember I was told by a certain senile president that if you get the vaccine, you do not have to wear a mask. I, I remember distinctly him saying that, so I'm really confused why about a year and a half later, uh, the governor of Illinois is telling everybody to wear a mask. I just, something must be off there. Maybe some, some of you can help me understand where I'm missing, but apparently some people seem to be hell-bent on holding on to that fear, holding on to the paranoia, and going back to the well to do the same old crap that didn't work the first time, didn't work the second time, didn't work the third time, but man, it's going to work this time. I swear it will. We'll see. But... Not too unrelated, this week the CDC is meeting. I don't know if you heard about this. They're going to cover, cover a couple of very interesting things. Maybe in addition to scaring everybody into mask wearing again, who knows. But first things first, they're going to recommend adding the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccine to the list of annual childhood immunization schedule. All at the same time, when we see continuous alarming health episodes and death, and we're not even supposed to ask questions as to why. I'll give you an example. There was a junior in Naperville North High School just west of Chicago here in suburban Chicago, 17-year-old girl this past week, who fell dead. Weird. There is a... 18-year-old boy in a, a choir concert who also felt dead. Unexplained. 
you know, it's really weird that all these otherwise healthy young adults, particularly teenagers, are dying in their sleep, dropping dead for seemingly no reason, and there's no real push to find out why. I remember, remember a few uh, months ago we talked about the sudden adult death syndrome. I mean, SIDS was always the thing, but SADS? It's weird, and you can't even ask a question as to why. That's not even just to blindly say, well, it's definitely the vaccine, which, I mean, in, empirically maybe, but um, or anecdotally maybe, but I, I, we, we can't ask a question. It's weird. And there, I also read that there has been like a threefold spike in stillbirths over the past year and a half or so. I mean, first of all, that those poor couples, those poor families, but no one's interested. And if you even ask the question, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist and anti-vaxxer and so on. You don't even have to say, well, gee, golly gee whiz, is this just the, is the vaccine causing all this? No, no, no. You don't even have to go that far. You just have to say, oh, that's strange that a 17-year-old girl in Neighborville just dropped dead unexpectedly. Um, why? That alone will get you labeled a kook and a nut and a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, man. It seems strange. Um, but for those of us who held strong and refused to expose our kids to that, seems to have erred on the side of a uh, good job. Um, so pat yourselves on the back. Uh, for those of you who did do that, um, but f- those who are experiencing this, you know, my heart goes out to you. Um, hopefully you'll get some answers at some point, but the CDC is trudging forward and, and we'll be recommending that to be added as an annual vaccine. And similarly, they are going to recommend that we give Pfizer and Moderna permanent legal immunity from any injuries caused by the vaccine. So if at any point people ask a question and there's some studies done and it find we find out, oh, yeah, oh, look at this. This vaccine caused all of these deaths. Pfizer and Moderna will be permanently covered for that. Now, I'm old enough to remember when the political left loved to rail against big pharma. They loved to rail against big business and the evils of capitalism and so on. It's really peculiar that those same people are the very ones recommending this permanent immunity for these behemoths that created these vaccines that a couple years later seem to not give the benefit that we were told all along the way. And we are Doubling down, we're tripling down, going to masks, annual vaccines, and so on. Flying in the face of all of this evidence. It's just really, really bizarre. Now, the last one I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to wrap your head in duct tape. Before I say this, because your head will explode. Dr. Fauci, with a straight face, this week claimed that he had nothing to do with school closures throughout the pandemic. 
Now, there is a fascinating thread by Tom Elliott on, on Twitter. I encourage you to check out. But he lists over and over and over again video clips of Fauci saying exactly that, that we needed to keep schools closed or, or that opening up schools by the fall will be a little bit too optimistic, it can be dangerous, can be put kids at risk, and so on and so forth. It is not some Mandela effect. You remember correctly, absolutely, that fool over and over and over again insisted on schools remaining closed. So much so that Randy Weigarten and so many others in teachers' unions use that as their own justification for keeping schools closed way longer than it ought to have. And so much so that studies are showing that high school seniors now have the lowest ACT scores in over 30 years. So any education gains that we made over the past three decades wiped out for no reason, for all of that nonsense. And we are seem to be putting them even more at risk by insisting vaccines and boosters to the demographic least impacted by all of this. It's so, so strange. And like I said, your, your head explodes when you hear this nonsense. Now, none of that compares <laughs> to what's going on in Boston University, if you've seen this. Apparently, researchers at, at BU have created a new COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate in mice. Did we not learn the last time? Are, are they so convinced in conspiracy theory? Now, I worry about all the wet markets in Boston. If this thing ever gets out, that are going to be blamed for this next pandemic. So those of you who are in wet markets in Boston, make sure you sanitize up because you don't want to be blamed for it like our friends in Wuhan was. But they took spike protein from the Omicron variant, put it on the original virus, and created an even more deadly strain of the virus. Because apparently nothing ever gets out of a lab, right? Nothing ever finds its way to sneak out of a lab. This is totally a good idea. If we didn't learn the first time, Lord help us, Boston University, sweet Marie, what are you thinking? So all of that nonsense. I, I looked at all those stories and I thought, really, for real, are we really doing this again? Are we really going to go back? And I, for one, am not going to comply. I will not wearing a mask with the exception of if i have a cold you know that that's one nice thing with the, this whole thing taught us is you can be, use it as a courtesy fine or when you go into a doctor's office i get it those are petri dishes and if out of abundance of caution for whatever wear a mask fine totally fine i'm down with that but going to work shopping up your butt governor pritzker now, Washington Post. Ah, oh, boy. Um, I'm, I'm really, really becoming convinced that those in the political left... Now, and, and I use that very loosely because as time goes on, 
I'm learning more and more, or he's coming to realize more and more, that the most vile of purveyors of these types of things, it's, and I know I say Democrats a lot, it's not really necessarily Democrats, it's not even necessarily progressives or liberals or whatever, it's people who are kind of encompassed all of that and just so whacked out that they are the exact demon that they like to con- uh, confuse their opponents of being. And the Washington Post had a story this past week that I thought exemplified that perfectly. Warning about Latinos. In, this, in the context of declining birth rates in the U.S., declining birth rates among white America, and that at some point, white America will be a minority within the United States. This article decried the rise of what they termed light supremacy. I am not kidding. (laughs) That Latinos are going to be the ones who will take up the mantle of racial discrimination and racism towards African Americans. I mean, these people are so pathological. And again, I run the risk of saying Democrats and liberals and progressives and whatever. It's just these whacked out, left-leaning nut jobs are so consumed by this racist view of the world that they themselves are the most racist people in the world. First of all, to, to constantly see people as this lowest common denominator broken down by race that's racist. And number one, or two, saying that, oh, when when whites are no longer the majority, Latinos are going to be racist. I mean, good Lord. Now, by all means, as we are a few weeks out of the midterm election, run on that. <laughs> Put that message out there towards Latinos as you welcome them en masse into this country, simultaneously calling them racist. Yeah, yeah, make that be your play. I I don't know what else to tell you other than it just smacks of desperation. It's so bizarre. Uh, it, but it's part of this whole new replacement theory that's just weird. It's gross. It's, it's racist. I just don't I don't understand it. But Washington Post thinks so. So if uh you are Hispanic, uh congratulations, surprise surprise, you apparently are among the ranks of the systemically racist. So you didn't realize it, but according to the Washington Post, there you are. I also saw a story from Dearborn, Michigan, where you know parents were, again, and you see it over and over all across the country, complaining to school boards about vulgar and sexually explicit books in their schools, elementary schools, mind you. And this particular parent group in Dearborn, Michigan, included a significant number of Muslim parents who were joining in on those protests and and demanding that the school board remove these vulgar, sexually explicit books from the curriculum. And as the article was telling the story about these parents in Dearborn who were were protesting these books... Describe them as the these Muslim parents in Michigan as the new face of white supremacy. 
Again, just like the Washington Post, they they are pathological. They cannot see the world any other way. They see racism everywhere, so much so that they call Latinos and Muslims, Arab Muslims, white supremacists. I mean, sweet Marie, what are you smoking? So, so bizarre. And that doesn't even get to our buddy Kanye West, who started getting on some uh, anti-Semitic rants, which I, I weird. It's I don't know why he went there. It's just I, I I I know we talked maybe a year or so ago how I just don't understand anti-Semitic anti-Semitic hatred. Don't understand it. Don't get it. And on on one sense, he was blaming the Jewish media for things, which I thought was, was really, really weird. But apparently this week, along with buying Parler, which if you remember was that social media app that was poised to overtake Twitter in the wake of the 2020 election, but because of Amazon and some other tech behemoths choked that business out and, 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 and killed its growth. You know, apparently he, he bought that, uh, this past week, so we'll see where that one goes. I don't know, it's interesting. But what I saw, which is really bizarre, is his accounts were kicked out at J.P. Morgan because of things that he had said recently. They determined they don't want his business. Which I'm Kanye. <laughs> this dude is extremely wealthy, extremely successful. If some bank, some financial institution does not want your business... Go to someone who does first. But second, how terrifying is it that a private business is going to kick you out for something you think and say? Now, again, I was told when there were some bakers in Colorado who did not want to bake a cake for a gay wedding that it was discriminatory to operate your business in such a manner. So why is it okay for a finance institution as big as J.P. Morgan Chase to refuse to do business with an African-American man because they don't like what he says. Think about that for a second. And I hope that duct tape is still around your skull because your brain just wants to explode. Absolutely crazy. Now, among his most grievous offenses this past week he went on a podcast and he was referring to candace owens new new documentary that was uh, about the blm movement um and exposes them for the frauds that they are and also gave some very interesting points about what happened with george floyd and what likely led to his death but in that documentary she refers to the toxicology report that indicated those high lethal levels of methamphetamine and and um, and fentanyl and how that is in all likelihood the key factor to his death and Kanye simply mentioned this fact on on the podcast and people lost their minds. The family of George Floyd even is apparently threatening to sue Kanye for that. 
Now, whether you want to believe that his George Floyd's death was directly caused by fentanyl, was directly caused by a police officer kneeling on his neck, or some combination, have had it, whatever. But you can't dispute that though that was found in the toxicology report from the autopsy. You just can't. And to threaten to sue somebody because they simply bring up that fact is bizarre. And but because it's it falls on on the side of what people feel is righteous, it'll probably have some merit, even though it has none. So it, it's really, really strange. I, I, again, Kanye tends to be kooky. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's actually extremely intelligent. But why they want to attack him, and that's the hill they want to die on, again, it's very, very bizarre. But when you see how the Washington Post and others on that whacked out leftist ideology look at people and strip them down to nothing more than their race and their skin color it starts to make a little bit more sense on why you see these stories pop up it's it's very very strange not the strangest though this week that was the strangest thing i saw this past week was from a couple of nutty girls look like 18 to 19 year old girl they look super young in london from a group called just stop oil which predictably environmentalists whatever they were railing against the government's attempts to get oil and heating oil and natural gas for the winter to be able to heat people's homes that they weren't too happy about that so to voice their displeasure these two nitwits from just stop oil went to an art museum in london with a can of tomato soup and they took that soup and threw it on Vincent van Gogh's painting of the his sunflowers painting then busted out a tube of super glue from their bra and proceeded to super glue their hands to the wall while spouting a bunch of incoherent nonsense now apparently the gluing attempt did not work but also thankfully the picture was not harmed because it was behind some glass apparently the frame was damaged somewhat but thankfully the artwork itself was was not harmed but you think what 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 did Vincent van gogh do why would they do that well apparently it's because this particular painting the Vincent van gogh's sunflowers painting is an oil painting Please tell me the duct tape is still there. <laughs> That's how these idiots think. Ever since the 60s, people just find such virtue and such self-righteousness in protest culture that doing something as moronic as throwing tomato soup on a work of art and supergluing yourself to the wall is seen, is seen as noble and nonviolent civil disobedience. Now, unfortunately, like I said, the attempts to super glue themselves to the wall did not work because had it worked i for one would have made the argument to keep those young ladies there <laughs> you made that choice and you took whatever little bit of food you had and you threw it away you can stay super glued to the wall have at it godspeed to you and just let them be <laughs> but 
these girls were taken into custody and they are now hailed as heroes by some super weird super stupid if if you haven't seen that video i highly recommend you look it up the tomato soup on vincent van gogh's painting and yes they look exactly like you are thinking that image that you have in your head yep yep that's them that is them you will not be surprised I saw another video this week of Nancy Pelosi, which was apparently taken by her daughter, I believe, on January 6, 2021. Now, the weird thing about this video is she's out there puffing her chest saying that she hopes Trump comes, shows his face and, and trespasses into, that in cap, in the, into the Capitol building so she can punch him in the face. She's been waiting to do this forever. It's a couple of things really, really weird. Now, why was she thinking that? Why, before there was any breach of the Capitol, before anything happened, why was she on tape saying, one, she wanted to punch the still-sitting president in the face, which I think would be illegal? But two, what did she mean by, we wait for them to breach the Capitol, and ha- and so they're trespassing. Seems a little on the nose. Even for you, Nancy Pelosi, that seems a little bit too on your surgically repaired nose. Very, very odd. But on taking that lead, the January 6th committee subpoenaed Donald Trump this, this week and want him to appear before the midterm elections. Whether or not he will, I don't know. As inflation rages, as the president says, we are closer to nuclear Armageddon than we've ever been. These idiots, most of whom are on their way out and will not return to Congress, are spending their time on this January 6th nonsense. Uh, Okay, pat yourselves on the back and be proud. That's where we are. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's they are spending their time doing that, not addressing and caring about much else. Now, what they might want to do is turn their focus on what matters, because going into the midterms, what's on top of mind of voters is not January 6th. It's not abortion. It's the economy. It's inflation. It's even the Bidens and their obvious crooked enterprise. It has nothing to do with January 6th or abortion, so they can keep ringing those other bells. They can keep calling Latinos racist. But it seems like it's going to do them a large disservice in a few weeks, as evidenced by a Heritage Foundation study, which found that due to inflation, Americans have lost over $6,000 of buying power and financial wealth over the past year. Your average 401k is down anywhere between 25 and 30%. So us Gen Xers who have been working all our adult lives and, and doing it the right way and saving for retirement, you are taking that hit at a very wrong point in your savings arc. And you have all those nut jobs to thank for it. But we'll see how the midterms go. There was a, a survey that people between the ages of 49 and 60 are leading Republican in this election by 
the tune of about 59%. So it looks like we Gen Xers are going to lead the way into stopping the bleeding. Now, whether or not it matters, time will only tell. But pat, pat yourselves on the back in Gen X because the outcome of this election is largely going to be driven by you, even though it'll rarely, if at all, be discussed. So that's that. I hope you have a good week. I hope Nuclear Holocaust does not forbid us from seeing each other next week. But assuming that we are here, I will be here. And we will see you next time. Or not. You know, whatever.